You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. And the only reason all this went down is because she let him do dirty, dirty sex things. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Hello! And thanks for downloading the two... Sorry, Excuses Podcast, <laughs> recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders. I'm your good buddy, Liv. If you are keeping score at home, this is episode 133, the temporary restraining order edition. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought it was going to be the dirty, dirty sex things edition. <laughs> uh, well, really, doesn't one begets the other, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that yeah, how it goes? it definitely does. Isn't that how it goes? It's I wish, man. I think... First of all, thank you for for lending an ear. I wish uh, I've been watching any... a lot of Wonder Years lately, and you know what the theme song is to the Wonder Years. Uh, what's that? Okay, buy a little help for my friend, right? Yes. Yeah. Lend me your ear, and I'll sing you a tune. Yes, exactly. That you know what's funny is I've been uh, I've been trying to find something to watch just to get my head uh, clear my head at night, and I was watching Bob's Burgers for a while. And I, we talked about this off offline. I think the show is brilliant, and it was. And I'm not a big animation guy. I think The Simpsons are funny, and I liked South Park because that was kind of college humor. But other than that, Brian really, hates animation. Yes, he does. <laughs> when we were up there for his birthday, yeah. we were just oh, kind of watching cartoons as if like <laughs> watching Tom and Jerry. You know, right. Right, but Bob's Burgers was uh, is a very smart show, very funny. The characters are endearing, and and you know it's it it the jokes are really good. Uh, yes. But Netflix took it off. Yes, and again in season two, which is the last one that's left right now, has gone off like in like next week or something. It was horrible because I was already up to like season four or something like that. Um, so it, yeah, I think they had it, five seasons on Netflix. It took. They just ripped the rug yeah, or, right sucked, out from under me. That was one of the late one of my go to shows at night when I was trying to like go to sleep, you know. And I hadn't yeah. watched it a while because I'd watched them all. So yeah. like, a couple of weeks ago, I went turn. I was like, wait, there's there's no more freaking Bob's Burgers on here. And then I saw <laughs> last week the one of those stories about what's coming leaving Netflix, and it was Bob's Burgers leaving, you know. It was it's horrible, man. That some of the jokes on that show are absolutely hilarious. There's a there's an episode where they're opening a a, a burger truck, a food truck. Yeah, that's that the one's big still wave. on there because it's in season two. And my that's your favorite episode. My favorite episode of both in season two. The, uh, the Bob the, Day the afternoon, sun. and I was I did watch the food truck in episode like two weeks ago. So you had told me that uh, one of your the one of your favorite lines in 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 any show came. I think that's what it was. Well, you, yeah. you you like this particular line, this one line from from one of the shows, and I thought it was when they're going to open a they're going to open a a food truck, and the son Gene goes, "Let's call it meat curtains." Yes, and, yes, that was the, good. I, I watched it. I, I, the father a goes. Weeks ago, Gene, I watched it again. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets the, Yeah, he, sorry. Uh, he, he says, let's let's call it meat curtains. And yeah. he says, Gene, I told you not to say that. He said, you could say. You told me I could say it once a year. The father yeah. goes, yeah, but it's not your birthday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> once a year, meat curtains. And, well, the thing was, the other episode comes before that, and that's what yes. floored me because I knew this show was like kind of subversive, but like. But but it is like, uh, oh, that, that's Channel Six Action News or whatever. They'll finger anything with a pulse. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's not possibly right, Gene. <laughs> because I think I think they have their finger, finger on the pulse, on the pulse Gene. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, no, nope. no. Pretty yeah. sure you pretty sure you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, they let this shit run on Sunday nights on freaking over the year, and it comes on like it's like the first show that comes on Fox on Sunday night. Yeah, hysterical, man. <laughs> it was a really funny show, so I was totally bummed. So I haven't uh, haven't been able to find anything, 
and I looked at Wonder Years. I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna invest in Wonder Years. You but should, because I pretty much watched the whole. I, I'm like three or four episodes away from the end of the series. The thing was, I kind of quit watching the last year and a half because that's when I was in high school. You know, you're not really, and it was back in the day before you everything was getting recorded. You know, yeah, and I, you know, you're not so worrying about watching TV shows when you're 15, 16 years old, you know? Yeah, totally. So it's like some of them I'm seeing for the first time ever. Wonder Years is, it truly is as great as I remember, though. All right, I'll have to check it out because you the should. other show in that genre um, that I probably would spend some time watching is Life Goes On with... Uh, yeah, I remember. I, I, I probably wouldn't do that, but I do remember watching... That occasionally with Christopher Burke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For the nostalgia, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, not yeah. for the quality of the show, but definitely for the nostalgia. That, that was a show, show I came definitely on like six or I guess seven for your time on Sundays, like right after Sunday ball or whatever. Yep, back in totally. The day. Yep. Yeah, totally. So, um, so very fortuitous that you uh, sang a little Joe Cocker for me. Um, but uh, that's uh, here's that, a tip: you should get Hulu though. Okay. I mean, Why? it only costs $8 a month, but you can watch all of the current season, like what's playing right now for Bob's Burgers. Um, can I go back and watch old Bob's you Burgers? You might be able to watch some old ones, but probably not, because the fact that they had the old ones on Netflix, it's probably a deal with that. But, I mean, it's $8 a month, and you got access to a lot of these current TV shows their seasons, you know, like Simpsons is on there, Last Man on Earth. You know, you can watch all these, uh, some of the Comedy Central shows. You can watch their current seasons as they're going on on Hulu, you know? Well, you know what I do have? I, I Which sprung. is convenient when you're a, ca- a cord cutter. Well, I sprung. Uh, why did I spring? I don't exactly remember why I did, but I went for PlayStation View. Okay. Does that have like a so. DVR on it? It does. So I watched uh, The Walking Dead, the new season of The Walking Dead. And because I added it to my shows, it DVR'd all of the shows. But it doesn't let you go back and watch. It only lets you watch from the time you set the DVR forward. So, like, I jumped in on Walking Dead on episode 8. I was watching it on, on some other medium. And See, I don't watch I was, Walking Dead, but it's funny. So, last night I was I went uh, with Jordan and a, uh, went with a bunch of guys. Went to the Tulane LSU baseball game, uh, and beforehand we were at you know we were eating and we were talking about that. And it was just him and his buddy and his buddy's wife there at the time. And they were talking about all the shows they watch. And I was like, nope, never watched an episode of that. No, nah, never seen an episode of that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch. I watch very little viral television. And yeah. and then the one thing I suggested because these guys, you know, they're at the point because I don't think they have cable either. But they they watch all. You know, if it's HBO. Or like Netflix stuff, you know? Because that's what they got people that do now. I'm like, oh, you never watch? I was like, have you ever seen Review? Like, what? I was like, yeah, it's a Comedy Central show. And the guy, like, he doesn't review movies or books. He reviews life. You know, it's, and they, it just ended. They only had, they do three seasons. But the third and final season ended in March. And it's only three episodes. But it's like, it all it all plays together, you know, like you got to watch every episode because it's a continuing storyline. Like in the right. first season, people send in suggestions about stuff to review. First season is like, what's it like to be divorced? So this guy who's happily married, he fucking submarines his marriage and gets divorced just just so he can do it for the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all this ridiculous shit. Like, what's it like to kill a person? You <laughs> know? So if you get some time, you can watch review if you can find it. You know, I know there's adult. There's a if you get Hulu, there's a Cartoon Network. I mean, a Comedy Central um, channel on there that shows Comedy Central shows, and they do show some old stuff, I think, but I'm not sure. But I but I'd be willing to bet Bob's Burgers they don't because they had to deal with. 
Netflix. Yeah. You know, uh, your boy Bill Burr has a has an animated show on Netflix called uh, F is for Family. Uh, okay, I never, I have seen that, but I've never watched it. I mean, I like it's, I've seen um, it on there. It's interesting because it's a, it's a, it's a um, animated comedy set in 1973. Okay, so it's it's kind of interesting, you know, like that. And that's, Bill Burr is, um, what was I gonna say? He's a big podcast guy. Apparently, uh, does he does he have his own podcast? Yeah, you know. That must have been 2012 now when I went to go see him at the casino. And I didn't know. I just knew him from his stand-up specials. But they had, you know, he had like ardent followers, like younger people and stuff. Like people in there, you know, younger than me. Not really young, young, but younger than me, you know. And I guess they were people that were like devoted podcast listeners, you know. And, I, and, okay. I've, right. and I've seen over, you know, some... Sometime in the last year, I saw something about something he had said on a podcast. It was, like, controversial, I guess. Because he is kind of controversial. Yeah. Because he says whatever he wants. And the reason he's controversial is because he goes after both sides, you know. Right. (laughs) You're not so controversial if you're just attacking, you know, something that the the entertainment establishment doesn't always attack, you know. (laughs) Yes. Trump jokes are not controversial. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like in this. NRA jokes are not controversial. Yeah. That's why you got to watch that. You haven't watched his new Netflix stand up special yet, have you? No, no. I don't know if we had talked about Bill Burr a while back, but uh, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. I'm not really. I'm not really a big fan. I'm not really a big fan of that type of humor. And. To me, he is not the best of that type of humor, so uh, he's not even really on my radar. Yeah, I mean, I know people find he's fun, find him funny, and I know that he's he's talented and relatively successful, which is which I understand. But yeah, just it gets lost on me a little bit. I got, uh, I have enough introspection. That drives me crazy. I don't. I don't need third party introspection and observation <laughs> to drive me crazy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is one of the reasons I. Uh, I like smart humor. You know, I like endearing comedians. I'm not a huge fan of like sophomoric humor. I'm not a huge fan of of um, what's you know when you're like roast type humor. We talked about that. Yeah, I know that. You're not an uh, insult comedy. I started So you're definitely listen... not a fan of Triumph, the insult comic dog. No, no, no. <laughs> it lost them. Totally Which I lost think is hilarious me. as hell. Although I do find the poop on me. I do I do get a chuckle out of that. It's just uh, when he does the poop on me punchline. Um, but the uh, the Big Three podcast... I don't even think it's active anymore. Um, it's, it's it's a comedian named Don Barris, and he's a West Coast guy, and he's part of the hey, whole Jimmy Kim. If it isn't Chuck Barris, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's part of like the Jimmy Kimmel, you know, um, uh, you know, ninety two three K Rock comedian scene. Are you a Jimmy Kimmel fan? I find him reasonably funny. Because it seems like also, something that wouldn't align with you because Jimmy Kimmel, a lot of his shtick is like on embarrassing people. Okay. Now, this is this is where I, I'm I'm going to eat crow a little bit and I'm, I'm jumping ship because this uh, – Don Barris was uh, – he's the warm-up guy for Jimmy Kimmel on the Jimmy okay. Kimmel show. And he's he partners with this guy Tony Barbieri, who's a writer. He used to write on Crank Yankers, and you know, so he's yeah. part of that Adam Carolla, uh, Sarah Silverman crew, right? Where they yeah. just kind of shit on each other. Well, they in 1992, I guess. Uh, Don Barris was doing open mic at the, the Hollywood Improv or something out out west, and this guy came and was a Sam Kinison knockoff. His name was Perry Caravello. Okay. Scary Perry. And he was just horrible. He 
came to an open mic, and he gets uh, he gets thrown off stage, and he ends up threatening uh, the Don Barris, the MC, and yep. going after him, and and you know just really talking shit. So Barris decided to fuck with this guy, and he started the Perry Project, which was a which is a, was a twenty year long con to fuck with this guy. And so instead of throwing him out, he makes him part of his crew. And they, the, basically all the laughs are at this guy's expense, but he lends himself to it. If he's part of the act, he does a pretty good job of not letting you in on it. He, he, he actually, you know, he actually looks like he has no idea what's going on. And these days it's a little sad because I think it looks like he's a little unstable. But back, yeah. I've watched, like, back in the 90s, it didn't appear so. It was just a guy trying to be a, you know, a comedian in Hollywood in the heyday of, of stand-ups getting, you know, projects and shit. So they do this whole long con. Perry looks stable? Unstable? Per- unstable, yeah. The, yeah, the butt of He's, the joke, yeah. The butt of the joke. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and, he, and his his shtick is a Sam Kinison knockoff. He just screams. Yeah, which and sucks because if hair. you're not Sam Kinison, it sucks. Right. Yes. Because Sam so, Kinison was screaming, but he had shit that he was saying. Um, so these guys set set up Perry, and they they do uh, like a weekly cable access show with him. And they bring him out, and they do this live tour with him. And eventually they work it all the way up to produce a movie that he thinks is a is, a, is an actual major motion picture. Because... Yeah. They have all these stars in on the joke because all these stars are buddies of Kimmel's. So, like, Bobcat Goldthwait's in on the joke. Matt Damon's in on the joke. Uh, Carson Daly is in on the joke. And they make this documentary about this movie being made. And it's the worst movie of all time. But this guy doesn't know that it's all a send-up. So, there's a comedy central finished product called uh, Windy City Heat. And the what Comedy Central broadcast was the making of Windy City Heat. So the joke. They, they did the, the documentary, which was really what was being made. Um, and this guy is never... It's never revealed... Whether he's in on it or not. Hmm. So, to this day, he's still the butt of their jokes. And I've been watching it, and I find it hilarious, even though it's like bullies picking on, you know, picking on the special ed kid. But for some reason, I find it hysterical. Because there's a small chance, there's a small chance that this guy's in on it, and he's playing everybody else, and they're all playing everybody. And you know, you know, I find that that performance art hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, you're that real... in the back of your head that that's what's going on. Yes, and if it it is, it's genius. Because you'll feel terrible if it's not. Yeah, right, right. If the guy eats a bullet because he finds out that he's been a butt of a joke for the last thirty years, uh, I'll feel really, really bad. But if someday they decide to reveal that the whole thing has just been a joke, that everybody was in on except for me yeah yeah you know the the generic audience member um then i think that's hysterical because that takes so much commitment to forego quick cheap laughs to find amusement down the line 25 years we're talking 20 years this is going on yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's ridiculous yeah so so but we can kept... agree, we can both agree that Dane Cook sucks, though, right? Oh, my God. That guy is the worst. Yep. That guy is the worst. I um, I just don't find his shit funny. I don't know if he's worse than Jimmy Fallon, though. Um, <laughs> at least... Uh, Dane Cook's the worst. Jimmy Fallon annoys yeah. me, though. Like, a couple weeks ago, uh, it was a Saturday night. I turned on TV around 10.30, and I see the opening of SNL, which, of course, is now the Alec Baldwin show, which really fucking sucks. You know? Does he open every episode? Pretty much. It's Every episode seems to be Alec Baldwin. I don't know. It's like 
they're really depressed that friggin' Hillary Clinton lost the election. But get over it, man. Come up with some new fucking material than friggin' Alec Baldwin acting like an asshole as Donald Trump. You know? Because right. um, you don't really need to impersonate Trump. Trump's already a fucking comical buffoon. Yes. Um, you know? And How do you lampoon a caricature? You can't. Yes. And then, so it's just mean-spirited bullshit then, you know? Yeah. But, um... And then I see that it's Jimmy Fallon. He's dressed up like Jared Kushner. You saw that picture where he was like in Baghdad or some bullshit. And he had the, uh, or Afghanistan or wherever he was a couple weeks ago. And he had the friggin' bulletproof vest on. Trump's son-in-law. Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. I didn't see the picture. He had the I glasses don't... and the bulletproof vest over the suit. And I, and I was like, oh, is Jimmy Fallon just in the, because, you know, sometimes SNL just has people on there who are just, there for that one bit and then they're off, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, we'll see what it is. And then and then they're like, oh, and your host, Jimmy Fallon. I was like, nope. Boom. Turn that <laughs> shit off. Ugh. I, I have no tolerance of Jimmy Fallon. But Dane Cook, fortunately, has just like, you know, he's just friggin' receded into the the great morass of whatever irrelevance now you know when i was a little kid i um i had two comedy tapes one was stephen wright and i don't even know what it was called stephen wright is one of the funniest guys in the world i thought i thought it was hysterical i was probably 13 when i had that me and a bunch of guys went and saw him at the landmark theater when we were freshmen uh, he's to this day is is one of my favorite comedians. I just I love that deadpan. Yeah, can I tell you one? You know, my one liner. I mean, he's got loads of them. One my favorite ones. Just to check real quick is you know he's telling a story of picking up the hitchhiker. You know, he's got this whole bit where he's talking about it. he picks up this hitchhiker. You know, he's like, and then we come down to the road. We get there, and there's. There in this railroad tracks there, and there's a school bus installed on the railroad tracks, and he's like, and the train's coming. You see, train, school bus, train, school bus, and the hitchhiker's like, oh, that's terrible. You know, they're all gonna, you know, they're gonna die. They're all gonna die instantly. He's like, well, of course they're gonna die instantly. Is there any other way to die? You're alive. You're alive. You're alive. You're dead. Uh, he has so uh, much good things like my girlfriend asked me if I slept well and I was like no I made a couple mistakes (laughs) Uh, my favorite is uh, it was on a one way dead end street I don't know how I got there I don't know how I'm getting off (laughs) I think he's freaking brilliant Um, to to a lesser degree I've uh, I've come to find Mitch Hedberg Funny because he does the same, yeah, you know, the same he's kind like, of stick. You know, and you know what offends me? People are like, no, Mitch Hedberg. And I was like, but Mitch Hedberg is, a, he's, he's, I mean, he's good, but he's like inspired by Stephen Wright. Yes, you know, so people exactly. that don't even acknowledge Stephen Wright's existence, and they're like, no, Mitch Hedberg. And I'm like, you're fucking totally missing the point here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Uh, the other one is. Uh, Bill Cosby himself. Uh, all right, I didn't have that now, tape. I remember watching the uh, that you know they used to show on HBO all the time. Yeah, that totally. Yes, totally. So uh, we used to go to a family reunion over Labor Day. It was up in uh, on the border of Pennsylvania and New York. Um, I don't know, a couple couple hours. Oh, by Scranton, a couple hours away from here. Two two and a half hours. McNamara um, Country. It is. It was McNamara Country. Yep. Exactly. And we used to go, and, and it was uh, my grandfather's family, which had uh, eight, uh, what, do you call, what would you call them? The, the founding fathers of the family, you know? Uh, it, traced back, it traced back to these eight the brothers and sisters. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And their family, so it was probably five or six generations back. So my grandfather would be, would be what, two generations back? And then probably four, so maybe six generations of, of people were had been coming like to this family reunion. Like the pioneers of uh, the DeSantis or whatever in America. 
or whatever side of the family it was? Yeah, it was my mom's side. Um, so it was the Johnston family, oh, and um, they they were all like um, uh, Pennsylvania. They weren't Pennsylvania Dutch, but they were from that area. They were farmers and yeah. and like musicians. Um, they, they had a big musical tradition. So everybody would go and stay on this lake in one of those old motels, like a rooming house with a huge porch. Yeah. And everybody shared the same, you know, there's, there's 12 I'm rooms. like that of a movie or something. Yeah. It was almost like Friday the 13th kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Up in the woods on a lake, <coughs> a couple cabins at some of the. Where no one can hear more, you when you're screaming. <laughs> more, some of the more senior families, uh, more the prominent families of the family. Would stay, and then everybody else stayed in the in the hotel. So on the big porch, we'd all eat dinner together. Big, you know, <clears throat> family style dinner. They'd cook the hotel would cook dinner for us, and then we would, um, you know, go for you know retire for for the evening, and then come back in at night for entertainment. And it was a musical family, so there were tons of guitar players, singers. There was square dancing, like the, it, there was activity. Right, it just wasn't a big picnic. Yeah, it was. We we did stuff. So one of the nights, it must have been like ten. When did when did Bill Cosby himself come out? That's probably like, like nineteen eighty three or something. Eighty three. We used yes. to watch it all the time on t- when we first got HBO. It was probably like nineteen eighty four yeah. or something. We'd sit there, my brother and you know we were all like you know less than ten years old back then, and we'd sit there and watch that shit all the time. So I listened to it all the time. I had the routine down pat. And, uh, excuse me, even the, uh, you know, the... You're getting the, like the a Fredo chitin- mode here. Pardon yeah. me. <laughs> you can- the- Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> the whole chitlins bit, you know. Yeah. What are chitlins? Intestines of the pig. Uh-uh. I ain't eating anything where the, where the food is finished, and I ain't eating it where it ain't finished. <laughs> I had the whole bit down, and yeah. I went upstairs. I was in the in the room. My Josh and my dad typically didn't come. They had a soccer tournament every Labor Day, so it was usually just me, my mom, uh, Jeremy, and my sister, and then my grandfather and grandmother. Okay, would would go. So I'm in the room, and I'm practicing in in front of the mirror. I'm doing the routine because I'm gonna go during family entertainment hour. And I'm gonna do the routine. I'm gonna do Bill Cosby nice. himself. I don't. I think I was smart enough to know I wasn't gonna do everything. I was just gonna do the bit where he talked about about the foods he wouldn't eat that he would eat or wouldn't eat. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think I was smart enough to get in and get out, which is a skill that that I lost. Uh, must uh, must have lost that when I turned eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the art of knowing how to get out of the joke. Yep. So. Um, I come marching down and, uh, my mom goes, where are you going? I go, I'm going to do, I'm going to do Bill Cosby himself. (laughs) And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I got the routine. I'm going to go do it. And I was so excited. You know, if you can't do it in front of your 60 and 70 year old distant family members, well, who the fuck can you, can you be yourself in front of? Right. Yeah. (laughs) I felt so comfortable. Like I was ready, man. I was good. I was, I, I was gonna, I was gonna do it. And my mom was like, "Oh no!" So she was afraid that I was gonna embarrass myself, and people were gonna worse than laugh at me that they weren't gonna laugh. And they're all not gonna di- laugh at you. <laughs> she dissuaded me from from doing it. I don't know if she told me don't do it. In my mind, I don't remember. Um, whether she said don't do it or she just said think about it or whatever. She, either way, she she gave me a moment to pause and I lost the nerve. <sighs> Couple years later, when it by this point I'm a teenager. Mama and- DeSantis said, I'll be taking that. <laughs> Stomped on your hopes and dreams. <laughs> so a couple years later when I had developed a little bit more of my personality and and humor was definitely part of who I was as a as a younger kid I was relatively f- amusing I had a good sense of humor but smart was my thing yeah, yeah, yeah. you weren't right? humor 
humorless, but you just weren't the funny guy, right? Yeah. As I got older, funny crept into my in into my personality. And I, I enjoyed getting a chuckle from people. Not class clown ish yeah. but like funny. I could tell a story, I could I could work a room. So we're sitting down and we're watching um I don't know, some Billy Crystal something or other. And Billy Crystal's talking about how he got his start in comedy. And he's like, before I went on Saturday Night Live, he's like, I used to do, before I worked up my own routine, I used to copy Bill Cosby's routines. (laughs) And like the whole room went silent. And... (laughs) And I look at my mom, and she just looks at me, and she gets so upset. And, and she's like, "I knew this would come back to haunt me. I I ruined your I ruined your career. <laughs> I a wet blanket all over your career. You could have been Billy Crystal. <laughs> you could have become that Jewish comedian. <laughs> so so that was it. So I never fancied myself. You know, I never fancied myself anything more than an entertaining storyteller." Yeah, you know, I never, never, never considered myself comedic. I don't consider myself uh, particularly funny. I consider myself uh, an engaging storyteller. And when I was going through some some of the worst of my worst, I went up to to visit Guy, and uh, and we're sitting out on the porch and we're just kind of commiserating. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I want to try something. I just want to try something new. You know, I want to I want to jumpstart my shit. I'm not. I'm not where I need to be. I want to. I want to try something. I'm thinking about you know doing a little stand up, but you know I don't consider myself a comedian. And and he just kind of stopped and he looks at me and he said, "Come on, man. That's it's the only thing you consider yourself." (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny that he would think that because I honestly don't. I'm not playing coy. I'm not you know. I'm not trying to you know. I'm not trying to get you to say it. I I I do. I think I'm an excellent writer. I think I'm a I'm a very good writer, and I think I'm a decent enough storyteller. Um, although I would prefer to write something. I don't think I'm the read, greatest. Than, Personally, I don't think I'm the greatest storyteller. But a couple of weeks ago, after French Core Fest, you know, we uh, a few of us met at the beer garden. We went to beer garden afterwards and see. My buddy Chris and his boyfriend and his boyfriend Ryan, you know, it's like, come on, live, tell a story, tell a story. You tell the best stories. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know, when they put the pressure on you, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, so I'm trying to come up with what's a funny story, you know, like, cause it's like real shit, you know, not the stories, you know? Yeah. Life so it was totally. It was totally, totally unsolicited off the cuff. Like you yeah. weren't just telling a story that somebody was in the bathroom for. You had to come yeah, up with. He, he's just like, hey, man, because, because you know, you and I are similar. Like, what do we do? We hang out with people and we just start tell telling stories eventually. But this is like right when we get there, you know, and right away. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, right. tell one of your stories. They're always funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, like let's get to the punchline. Come on, yeah. Why wait an hour? Yeah. Why wait an hour? Let's get right and to not, it. And they're not jokes; they're life experiences, generally. Of course, you, of you course. Know? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you something funny. I mean, I always thought I was a funny guy, you know, but I yeah. never really thought of myself as a stand-up type of dude. But uh, but I remember, you know, little things. <laughs> And, like, one of them, a guy still brings up to this day, a dude that I've literally been friends with since I was probably, like, two, because we were, like, in a play group and grew up in the na- same neighborhood, and now he's all, you know, whatever. But um, we were on, a like, an 11-12s baseball team or whatever, and it was the first day, and you're sitting around. And, you know, there's a lot of kids who you don't know on the team, you know, some of them you do, but it's like, go around, everybody say your name, you know, the first day after the team's been selected, and, uh, and you remember, there used to be those commercials at the time for Alcoholics Anonymous, where they're playing, (laughs) and people are passing around the candle, shining a light on themselves, I'm Joe, and I'm an alcoholic, I'm Marianne, I'm an alcoholic, comes to me, and 
you know, and and, and I'm like, I'm Matt, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just fucking lost it, you know. <laughs> right. Right, that's good. Because that's eleven, twelve. That's like you get that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing I always think about it is, yeah, it was funny, and everybody knew it was funny because everybody knew that commercial, you know, because it was one of those PSAs that ran forever. And the other side of it was still like, it, we all got it, but it was even a little bit more advanced. Where a normal eleven-year-old's not making the joke, you know. Yes, exactly. Eleven-year-old gets the joke. Eleven-year-old's not making the joke. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. still like a few years ago, was, we were hanging out somewhere, like where one of our friends that doesn't live here anymore, a guy that we grew up with, was like, "Oh, come and see me." And, and my buddy Kubi, I was like, oh, "I always remember that day at friggin' baseball." You know, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you remember that shit?" <laughs> I was pretty proud of myself, you know. That's funny. That's good. Do you ever hear? Um... Ever tell you the story about Jay Bailey's stand up? You know, I think you must have. Bef- I'm, I, I, I want you to tell the story. But last week I was thinking, I was like, didn't that guy Jay Bailey do stand I mean, like, it was so long ago that I wasn't yeah, even so- sure if I'd known that guy had actually been a stand up, but I, but, I, but I thought I had heard that. So I'm sure you must have, must have mentioned it to me before. So get into it <laughs> Bailey Bailey was uh wanted to be a rapper he wanted to be an entertainer he wanted to be famous but he wasn't he was really funny and he did like caricatures of himself but he didn't do jokes he didn't do stand-up you know yeah and um he graduated went back home was dicking around wasn't doing anything um Back to and Lancaster, Mass, right? Lancaster, Mass, exactly. Because I used exactly. to have Jay Bailey ID as my fake. <laughs> <laughs> Shasta Lane or whatever he lived on. <laughs> he did. Shasta Lane, exactly. Um, so I talked him into moving down to D.C. Because D.C. had a pretty big theater presence. There's a, there's a, there's a good theater community down in D.C. Yeah. With all the arts and whatever. So... But when he was down there, I convinced him to try to break into stand-up. And it really wasn't something he wanted to do. He just wanted to be a comedic actor. He wanted to be like DJ Qualls or Matthew Lillard. He's a tall, skinny guy. He's all arms and legs. He could have been like, you know, a John Ritter, physical comedy kind of guy. He had a lot of expressions and the whole deal. But I convinced him to do some stand-up because he's funny. And to me, that's what funny people do. Funny people do stand-up. So... He worked on a routine and he worked on a on a, on a whole bit, and w- he promised me he would do one open mic night if I could find it. And I'm, and I think I've told that that part of the story where we go and uh, we we drive him to Baltimore, and <laughs> he needed a couple drinks to get to you know to kind of loosen yeah, himself get up confidence. Yeah. But he drank like four or five beers on the way up to Baltimore, which is only a forty-five minute ride from Virginia. Yeah, yeah. And so he's pounding because so probably nerves too, you know. Totally, and he was he was a drinker, you know. When he when when he got nervous, he drank, and that's you know that loosened him up. Um, and then he got positive feedback from being loose and funny, so that made him drink, you know, to get loose even more. So he um, we get there, and open mic night is canceled because. The guy who runs the open mic is in the hospital. So I volunteered to run the open mic. I never run an open mic before. You have to be a comedian to run an open mic. Yeah. But I did it and we get through it. And also Jay Bailey can do his stand-up routine. But by this point, he's, he's a little too drunk. He's a little too drunk, so he's he's his delivery is a little off. But he has one of the best jokes that I've ever heard from a novice open mic comedian. And I'm going to do the joke, and I'm, I'm going to interpret it, because it's been, you know, whatever, it's been you know 15 years since I heard the joke, so I've, I've kind of made it my own. But it's Jay Bailey's joke. And if I had to get up to an open mic to do a joke, this is, this is the joke I would deliver with. Even though I probably... If you told me to, I had to be a comedian, this wouldn't be my routine. I'd probably do something a little more, you know, 
uh, surreal or um, what's it called? Absurdist. You know, I probably try to 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 skew in that direction. But this is this is the Jay Bailey joke, guys, as interpreted and adopted uh, by Sanders. (laughs) Dayton's hard, man. I tell you, getting out there, man. Dayton's hard. I haven't haven't been on a date in seventeen years. Last date I went on, I went to uh, went to see a movie. People don't think going to see a movie is a good first date, but I think it's a great first date. It's dark. It's quiet. It's a fixed it's a fixed cost. You sit next to somebody, but you're not really with them. You spend an hour and a half in their presence, but not having to converse with them. And then when it's over, you got something to talk about. Did you think it was funny? Was it any good? I like that scene. Would you like that scene? You can really gauge something. You can really gauge about somebody. From their taste in movies. Last time I went on a date, I went to see Men in Black. It was a disaster. I loved it. Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, what's not to like? But we got out of the movie theater and I, you know, I thought it was good. I said, hey, what'd you think? And she said, I didn't like it. I said, what do you mean you didn't like it? Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, Aliens, the whole thing. It's funny. It's good. She says, I didn't like it. It wasn't realistic. I said, realistic? It's a movie. She says, I know. But I like my movies to be realistic. I said, okay, well, what's a, what's a good movie? And she says, Forrest Gump. Now that's a good movie. I said, Forrest Gump? How many retards do you know that play really good ping pong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. And that is the legend of Jay Bailey. Unfortunately, he stepped all over the punchline, so he didn't have he didn't make the impression that that he would have hoped for because that was his home run joke. That was his closer. Yeah, the um, problem is that's so he, why you got to keep going to it. You know, yes. like all those, like last week when I was at that thing. Apparently, there's a lot more open mics all over the city. Problem is. I'm just not going to be going out all over the city all the time. But you got to be you got to commit to that shit. Well, the thing you're talking about is you went to an open mic. Yes, yes, You yes. can't bury the, the lead. You can't just... Jay Bailey. You can't just, you can't just slide that in. You say, I went to an... I yeah, know I what you're talking about. I went to an open mic week, yes. All right. All and right. the thing is, I mean... And apparently, I think these guys have been doing it like over at this location, which is like, you know, probably less than a mile away from my house for like right. nine or nine or ten years and they say they're the oldest one in town so but apparently now there's open mics everywhere because they were mentioned oh and he does this one he hosts this one dudes are getting up there they host open mics and stuff and you know i was looking at because i never really considered myself a stand-up comic but i was thinking about hmm, if i was gonna do something like this i'd have to go see what's it like you know because that shit's inti- public speaking's intimidating for one you know yeah yeah totally and then, you know Stand-up comedy, it's notorious for being awful because, you know, you deal with, you know, I, I hecklers and stuff. You hear about that. Well, I mean, open mic, I guess they don't really allow that since it's open mic, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I was there to watch some of these people. Most uh, And everyone up there, I suppose, has done it a few times. Like, this is them working on their stuff. They're all... They're all dreaming of being stand-up comics, and a lot of it falls flat. But, you know, the guy that's hosting every time he's up there, this person's really funny, he does this, he's been doing this. And I'm like, geez, is this really, is this, since I really don't consider myself a stand-up comic, I'm like, I don't know if this is the form I actually just want to drop into for the first time, but I guess you got to do somewhere for the first time. But, um, but, I mean, some of it was kind of funny, but a lot of it was painful. But you see all people, like, working out their style, you know? Like, okay. they got one guy who was, like, you know, not a Sam Kennison, but he was very kind of, like, he was very annoying, you know? But it wasn't exactly a Sam Kennison, but it was kind of a yelling type of thing, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. and then, they, you know... There was a woman doing the different voices of people in her family, and he's like this, blah, 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 which was, I guess, some people like it, but it wasn't my thing, you know? 
And yep. there were a few jokes here and there, all right. But it, what I really need to do next time is, um, problem is, after sitting there for like an hour and a half, I was just like, I want to get the frig out of here at this point because it was like ten something at night at that point. But uh, but it's interesting. How many how many comedians did you see? Probably like they. I think they must give you. I didn't. I didn't clock it, but I think they must give you like five minutes. You know, okay, because I know sense. they're being told to get off, you know, at a certain point because a guy, you know, because they made reference. Oh, all right. I'm over. I'm running over. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it maybe it might have been an hour of actual comedy, maybe a little more. OK, it, it was it was like an endless stream of dudes up there, you know, no chicks. No, there were chicks, too. Yeah, there okay. were there were a couple of ladies. You know, and everybody, obviously, everybody does something else other than comedy that's up there, you know, because they're talking about their job experiences and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and obviously you'd have to if you're going to get up there, probably, uh, like, you know, one, you know, one real brief joke that I have, just real quick, if, if I was going to introduce myself, it'd be like, yeah, you Oh, wait, know, this is your, this is your thing? Well, I'm just saying one joke because I'm. I was thinking about this. How do you introduce yourself? You know, because they're all talking about their jobs and what they do. I was like, well, you know, I'm a lawyer. Wait, you... hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me be the open mic guy. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, I'm not doing my routine. Just you can do one joke. You can do one joke. <laughs> all right, you do one joke. All right, thank you very much. Okay, next up on the stage. He is a lawyer by day. works uh, works a lot of workman's comp cases, a lot of uh, longshoremen uh, workman comp disputes. Um, yeah, I don't I, see. That's why I wouldn't be a very good host. Uh, so Matt Livicari, come on up. We'll put your hands together for uh, for Matt Livicari. You go, Matt Livicari. Is that what you go by? Yeah, I'd probably go by Matt Livicari. Matt Livicari, come on up. All right. You know, All right. I always thing. thought my alter ego would be Liv Carey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great! You should go in drag. <laughs> Live Carey, you know, dress up like a female version of Drew Carey. Um, right, I like it. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, Matt Live Carey. Well, you know, as as you know, uh, as as the host here said, I am a an attorney, which is a great profession to pursue if you want to be saddled with loads of debt and deal with assholes all day. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, man. I like that. That's good. You know, obviously anything you... Problem with that is I have other ideas I could talk about like with legal stuff, but the issue is like, you know, if you're actually still practicing what's crossing the line, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Even if you're not mentioning names, you know, it's just like... You know, there's always that ethical gray area there. <laughs> you could just talk about your client Roscoe. That would be great. That'd be just a whole bit, you know, like like the characters that you have, but they're all just really based off Roscoe. Yeah. You know, these are, these are clients that you have. I just one client, Roscoe. And, yes. And uh, he drank the limoncello. And, uh... <laughs> and I thought he couldn't. Disrespect me anymore, and then he goes and gets me locked up in jail. <laughs> That's what I love. It's like, it's like, man, how quaint was everything when the problems mm. were the limoncello being? <laughs> no shit, right? I'd gladly go back to the limoncello days. How quaint those days were. <laughs> those halcyon days of a month ago. <laughs> huh. <clears throat> Here's what I think would be a good would be a good act. Um, would be a good act for you is and and you it was this is your idea so I'm stealing it but I want to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on it is that you just go up and you you just play the podcast right you bring your phone and you play the podcast but you narrate over the podcast and you tell everybody when the funny parts are coming and then you laugh over the funny parts you know yeah, like just totally stomp stomp all yeah. over it. Right, and you, you you say the punchline before the punchline comes into the story, but sometimes you screw it up. You know, you're like, oh, wait, wait, that's not it, that's not it, and then you, re- you have to rewind the podcast. Um, I, I don't imagine that you would get many laughs from that, but I bet you'd have a good time doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a, what's that guy's name? Uh, who's the comedy bang-bang guy? Rodney Watts. What, what's, uh, 
guy with the crazy hair. Oh yeah, Reggie Watts. He's the Reggie Watts, the band leader on James Corden. Yes. 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 yes Reggie. I Watts. I saw a guy, and and now that I'm talking this out, I I'm gonna change my mind and say you shouldn't do that because I saw a guy get up and do some some surrealist performance art like that. Yeah. Uh, at a stand-up show one time, he brought his tape recorder and he was just playing weird shit that he had, you know, recorded before. Uh, and it wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it seems like a lot of that stuff is just experimentation anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah, trying to figure out where the soft spot is. Yeah. Yep. So, so you went, you saw it go down, you saw it go down, you left after an hour. What'd you think? What'd you think? You try to? You gonna go back and see another one? I'd have. To, that's the thing. I'd probably it. It'd probably take me. Excuse me. It would probably take me gone there a few times to feel comfortable to finally say, "All right, I'm gonna get up and do this." You know, what I really should have done was there was a guy and his girlfriend. He was like a punk-looking dude, and they came and sat like at the little high. I was sitting as. It's a bar where we were at, and it's like, <laughs> they got a little... Bless you. Yeah, thank you. They got a little stage area back there, but not a huge... It's not like a traditional comedy club or whatever, but they had some high-top tables, and I went and sat at the one, like, the further... As far as I was concerned, the perimeter of the comedy area, you know, just that way, so I could come and go as I please, you know, and just observe. And some guy and his girlfriend came and sat in front of me, but then later on, you know, at one point they said, well, now it's after dark or something. They changed the theme of it, even though nothing really changed about the comedians. They were still regular, uh, you know, open mic comedians, you know. Uh, and the guy that was sitting in front of me, you know, they sat at the high top table. Like, Anybody sitting I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then he went up there and he, and he performed. But then they came back and then they, like, left. And I was like... Had I known he was a performer, I would have talked to him, you know, because that's what I really need to do. Yeah. I need to yes. talk to somebody that's actually, you know, about the experience, you know? Absolutely. Get an insight. Like yeah. A, not like a mentor, but at least somebody who, who's a, like, who knows what they're doing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely a follow-up to that. Because I'm looking at notes I've written down. Follow up to that law school thing, you know. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. That's a good start. Yeah, That's you a know. Good start. I I was uh, I was thinking, you know, when you were telling me about that, I was like, oh man, that's cool. I'm kind of jealous, you know. I'm kind of jealous. And then I took a step back and I was like, listen, how many, <laughs> how many pet stress projects can one man have? You know, like I do this podcast for that reason to keep myself grounded. I started doing some some uh, light woodworking. I wouldn't even call it that. I'm refinishing. I'm into into buying shit to refinish. You know, and like that that helps. You know, keep me keep me grounded. And I love gardening. And I, you know, I do some weeding and, yeah. and planting, and that's all stress relievers. Then if you start piling too much of this shit on, it becomes you get it becomes stress stressful. That because you feel like you're putting. And now you're getting stressed from you got to keep up with your hobbies. Yes, exactly. Which Although, is insane. I, if you would, if you lived here, if we lived in the same town, I would like to do this. I would do this live. Oh yeah. You know, I would find like a open, not an open mic, but I'd find a, a, a facility or a venue, right, that doesn't have any entertainment, and say, "Listen, I'll come in every Monday night." Dude, we, there's places we could go if you lived here. I mean, I know guy, like, guys that own bars, you know? Yeah. Free entertainment, yeah, right. man. Yeah. And well, you get a following. If you, Who cares if you only get six or seven people who are following you? That's six or seven people who aren't coming into the bar on a Monday night on a regular. Yep. You know? So yeah, it's totally exactly. worth it. You know? Yeah. Drop yeah. a couple, couple drinks. Um, I think, you know, what would be perfect for that type of format is the... Uh, is the is the project we have in development? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Tell like tell the yeah, audience. So, tell Fredo about that. 
So the t- two sorry excuses are working on a side project, and this time it's for real. I know we we've we've teased a lot of side projects. We threatened, um, <laughs> but this one this one's actually real because it's born out of a good idea. And the working title is uh, is used and amused, and it's a it's a it's a short. It's a thirty minute show focused, which is which is going to be a, a, a bit of a struggle for us. Um, but it, it is based on us? our Craigslist. It's <laughs> <laughs> based on our Craigslist exploits, and the theory behind the show is that that these things that we buy have real life practical purposes and that's why we buy them. And consequences, and... damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an opportunity for us to talk about why these products why we need these products in our lives. What these products are are uh you know, product review, what what a product is all about on the retail marketplace and then, you know, a funny little quote unquote funny little anecdote or an aside about our experience actually procuring that. So I, I think one of our first episodes is going to be um, about a coffee pot that I bought. Yes. Funny little story behind behind why I need a coffee pot, what coffee pots cost these days, and me procuring a coffee pot. I think that would be great live at, at a place, and, and you can kind of like... Playing like show it. and tell too, if it's something that can actually feasibly be brought into the set, and, and we could have audience members come up. Yeah, yeah, o- almost people like can bring a, their shit if they want to show. Yes, up. yes, yes. And because the form is 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 so narrow, you can do you can do ten minutes with somebody. Well, I don't I care if they have a personality. Bedroom or not. here, you know, you can. <laughs> I'll tell you Asbury Park House, and we can just go all in on this shit, man. So, so that's the <laughs> the the concept. Uh, I, I ran by a producer friend of mine, and he said that that is actually a great concept for YouTube. Now, I'm much more comfortable in the spoken medium than I am in the visual medium of. Of video production, I like podcasting because I can, I can be anonymous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to. You, you I haven't seen Fredo in twenty years. No one has to know how handsome you are. <laughs> so, so to put that on YouTube, you put that on YouTube, you know, kind of blows the mystique. However, um. It, it it's definitely opened itself. It it, it it lends itself to to exploring other mediums. So so keep your eyes open for that uh, or your ears open for that. Uh, Two sorry excuses army and and I guess keep your eyes open because I don't know maybe we get it we get it uh, to the video form at some point. But I would say the next couple of weeks. So we have a couple episodes in the can that are going to come out. This will come out maybe month month and a half uh, from the time you hear this. You will hear the first episode of used and amused, teased and dropped within this uh, within this feed. I don't know. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it'll be fun. Look for us to highlight some KitchenAid mixers, some Weber grills. Uh, you know, we'll also highlight the stuff that, the things that we may have sold on Craigslist and whatnot. Things that we're, things that we're eyeing. I got my eye on a 1979 Putsch moped. Okay, yeah. Mm. See if we can procure that over time. Yeah, so, it can also uh, help us some strategy, because I have been asked by one person in particular recently about uh, strategic pricing of goods on Craigslist. You know, even yeah. though I don't sell stuff all the time, but I sold a couple of things, you know, and and I've definitely bought things, so I think I have an idea of what to do, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. finding the perfect price to move stuff because you know you go on Craigslist, you see stuff that's been sitting there for months and months, and it's like, dude, if you really want to get rid of it, what's it worth to you to definitely get your seventy five dollars on this that you won't yeah, change right. the price? That's what really kills me. Like I see people who are like firm, you know, their price, and their yeah. thing's been up there for six months, and it's like yes. firm. It's like no one wants to buy your shit when you're like. When A, it seems like it's expensive to begin with, and you're like firm, 
It's like, well, maybe you don't really want to sell your shit if that's if that's how you're pricing it, you know? I want to see very quickly here if I can find. I saw one tonight. Oh, that was one person selling one of those big green eggs, you know? And it said $950 firm. It's like, all right, you're selling an expensive product and you're saying firm? No one's going to buy right. that shit. Right. You know? Right. And if somebody's, I don't know how much those big green eggs cost, but when you start getting that amount of money, you know, it's like somebody at that point might just be like, well, I'll go buy a new one. You know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. No one's buying your egg for 900 bucks off of Craigslist, you yeah. dolt. Firm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to spend too much time. Uh, the train's coming. The train's coming. <laughs> uh, there's this guy selling a tool set. So it's like one of those, uh, like Makita or or um, you know Milwaukee pack tool packs, where you buy the the electric drill and the sawzall yeah. and the battery packs and the whatever. And he goes on and on. He's berating potential buyers. That's what kills me. Yes, go on, please. Let me see if it's uh, it's not there. That's what I love. It's like, uh, and don't even try to offer me anything yeah. less. It's like, what kind of asshole are you? You have, a, you have never mastered the art of sales. <laughs> this is it. This is uh, this is it. There's so many elements to this. Uh, new, rigid. So rigid is like one of those, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have a rigid um, vet, wet dry vac. Yes, it's the Home Depot rigid. brand or something. Yep. Uh, Eighteen volt reciprocating saw, four amp big battery flashlight. Um, bought a multi tool kit and got these included, but I don't need them. They're brand new, Gen 5X model, brand new 4AH battery, brand new reciprocating saw, brand new charger, brand new blades and belt clips for the drills, brand new flashlight. It's $300 retail. I'm selling for $170 cash. Asking $170, firm, all caps. No, I won't take your comical $100 offer. Don't like my price, question mark? Go pay $100 for the battery alone or $100 or $120 for just the Sawzall. $170 is a, is a deal. These are brand new. Never used. Had blades put in them. Brand new. All caps. Fantastic deal. And this is where it gets great. We'll meet by my local police or fire department. No thieves or scammers. Oh, okay. I'm out. No thieves or scammers. Oh, you got me. Email me a name and a phone number, all caps, so I can text you to set up a time to meet. Come with cash. No offers, no trades, no bartering. No, I don't need some painting done, nor do I want a stolen bike for trade. Thanks. <laughs> this douchebag has had... Bag. This douchebag has had this up here for at least three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So meanwhile, meanwhile, he's got these things that he paid for that he's not using, just losing value sitting in his garage because they're going to come out with the next version. They're going to come out with the next model, and they're going to be even that less they're gonna lose that much more value yeah it blows me away these people yeah so that's some of the that's Why some of the great shit stuff that i can't use but don't give me any less than i think it's worth right 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 <laughs> you know even right. though i had to buy it anyway you know <laughs> by the fact that it is surplus for you meaning you're already losing the supply and demand war yep you don't need it so yeah. therefore, it's got no value to you, and yeah. I know that. Do you know why? I know basic economics. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're telling us that you bought it and it was extra. It was thrown in. It's like you better friggin' come up with a price. I mean, it's been sitting there that long. Obviously, there's not that much demand for that shit. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's zero demand for that. Your price and attitude. <laughs> Especially the ad. If I needed that, I would not buy that from that guy. No, of course. It's like when you go to a place where you actually do need stuff and the salesperson acts like a douchebag. You know? Yep. And it's just like, 
Yeah. Screw that. Out. Yeah. See ya. Sayonara, sucker. Yep. So, all right. All right, man. That, uh... You done? What do you say we uh, we call it a night there? That, that We wrap it up nice. I get a chance to do a little more work before I hit the sack. You get the chance to maybe enjoy a little of your evening. It's uh, yeah. It's 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock there, your I gotta time. I got to cook some rice because I made cook some rice. red beans last week, you know, and All right. making red beans for one person. It's the first time I ever made them, which kind of sucks because I kind of fucked them up a little bit. They burnt on the bottom right. a little bit, but it's the first time I ever did red beans and... With sot, rice and stuff, but thing is, you cook for one person, feeds you for like a week, you know. So I didn't want to cook a whole bunch of rice at once because rice isn't so good when it's gets cold, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just have to heat. You have to eat the rice that you make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I gotta. All right, well, make some. Well, listen, I'm interested on 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 how you make red beans. So we'll we'll cover that next week. We'll tease that. We'll come back yeah. and do a little, uh, do a little, kind of do a little, um, Maddie's cooking corner. Platt Center, Daisy Wheel, Cartwheel Wings, nine th- nine fifty firm, cash only. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I'm not even, I'm giving you 10% off retail. I'm going to give you 10% off retail and I'm going to make you pay cash. Yes. Yeah. I'm a jerk. <laughs> 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 uh, that's good. All, All right. right, man. Well, then, on that note, uh, with apologies to Girk's brother, we will see you guys next week. Good night, Fredo. Mm-hmm.